read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The Pro Wrestling Fall, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained, Carl Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harris, and Jillian Hall. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. Hello, everyone. This is the big boy, Junior Benito, and you are listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest in this episode is Junior Benito, the big boy, professional wrestler from Canada. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. I'm really glad to have you on. I'm interested in getting to know you a little bit better. So please tell my listeners a little bit about your career, where you've been wrestling, and when you got started. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So I got started way back in 2018. I got trained by, uh, initially got trained by a school called Body Slammers, run by Crusher Klein. Now I'm in the school called The Keep, run by Evil Luno and Sue Grayson. That's my main school. And uh, I wrestle more often in the Ottawa area, Montreal. So C4 Wrestling is probably my most notable promotion that I wrestle for. And yeah, that's probably the main thing about my career as, as, of, as of now. What do you think learning under Stu Grayson adds to your, your style, performance? What do, you, what do you think training under somebody like him? I think it's a serious advantage to have because, as you know, he's kind of like a, a RoboCop. He's like a he's a machine. So anything that you like to anything that you want to learn, he will be open and willing to teach you anything from an, an uh, aerial move to a power move to even just character work. He's willing to work with you in any aspect, as well as Evil Uno, too. They're both just wonderful trainers to have. So it's really cool to have them as as some type of uh, senseis, I'd say, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, a sounding board, right? Yeah. Somebody that you can come to and say, hey, man, this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think about this? Don't try that. We've already tried it. Or, yes, that's a good idea, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Those two gentlemen been in the business a while, so they have some experience under their belt. Uh, when did you get connected with those gentlemen? Uh, I got connected with those guys when I was in around 2000 and I'd say 15 or 14. Because uh, me, I was... I was 15 at the time or 14 years old and I would go to C4 wrestling shows. And with that were uh, Evil Ludo and Stu Grayson were always around before showtime. So they saw a little kid that just wanted to like learn some things. So Uno especially was really open to just wanted to teach me things, little things like how to bump. And then as I got older and I actually started training from a school, he found that out. Then he reached out to me and said, hey, please come by to the, to the school, brand new school. That, and he really wanted me to come by and then ever since then i've been their permanent trainee so it's pretty great what were your your parents thoughts of of your interest in professional wrestling when i was a child it was much more of like uh you know when you're a child you dream big like all kids want to be either like astronauts or uh, uh sports big um major league sports players i wanted to be a pro wrestler so they just thought oh, okay he'll grow out of this phase but then <laughs> as i got older they they never heard the end of it. I still wanted to be a wrestler at all times, and they were kind of getting worried. But um, thankfully, once they saw me live, they kind of 
believed it more. So now they're they're on the Junior Benito train. So that's been pretty great to have. It's definitely great to have the the people that you care about and people that care about you got your back, right? Even if they, they think it's crazy. <laughs> and they indeed did think it was crazy. They thought it was insane. <laughs> Right, right. Well, you know what? I fell in love with professional wrestling. I was probably about 13, 14 years old. Uh, I was never that big of a guy, you know, uh, never, never really athletic. And uh, the very first sport I ever played was, uh, and I wouldn't call it playing, but it was amateur boxing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was, uh, we'll just say that was a hurt business, but it, it kind of falls into the the realm of you know it's combative sports right and it falls in in line with professional wrestling and and so combative sports is always something that i've i've had an interest in i've written about boxing i've written about mma i've been writing for professional wrestling for six years and i you know i don't know if i can tell you exactly what it is i like so much about it what is it that you like so much about professional wrestling to be honest, at first, I'll tell you, it was definitely the spectacle of it all. You see like real life superheroes in, in real life form. You know, it's as a child, I'd see guys like Rey Mysterio with the mask and the colors and everything. It was really eye catching. And then you saw guys who were just behemoths in like John Cena and Batista, whose like energy made you feel a different type of way. Even though you were just watching through the television screen, it made you feel special. You know, so that the spectacle and also the moves, of course, and just it, it's like watching fighting, but with it's not it's not just strikes. The moves make it cooler and there's stories behind it, too. It's very, very just uh, entertaining, to say the least. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I grew up watching the world class championship wrestling out of Dallas. So we had yeah. guys like, you know, of course, the Von Erics and the Freebirds. But we had, you know, King Kong Bundy, the great Kabuki, Al Madrill. Uh, Brian Adidas, Kamala, all, all these these people, you know, the grappler, just all these different characters. And and I tell you, you know, Kamala was one of those guys that, I mean, he was just a head scratcher for me. You know, I mean, it was like I told my brother, I said, dude, that guy is for real. You can't tell me that that guy isn't for real. Yeah, <laughs> because when you were at a show and you were sitting in your seat and he was coming down the aisle, he'd lunge at you or scared the bejeepers out of you. Who would do that? Right. Yeah. His, and his mask, too, was insane. Yeah, as well. He had his mask. He's got I mean, he looks like he's out of the jungle. Right. So, you know, characters like that were. I mean, that was. And plus, I liked big wrestlers, too. So it was guys like that that just. They reeled me in, you know, who, who was it uh, when you were young? Who, who was the wrestler that reeled you in like that? I'd say it was definitely probably Jeff Hardy. So watching Jeff Hardy and doing this, the aerial stuff that he'd do, jumping off ladders into tables. It's something that kids would want to do. Like I would flip off of like my, my uh, porch into snow all the time because of Jeff Hardy. So <laughs> small stuff like that. Jeff Hardy was one. And then John Cena, of course, with his energy and stuff like that. But I definitely give it more to Jeff Hardy for sure. He was the guy. What was your 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 thoughts on that that ladder match that they had with Christian and and uh, the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys and you yeah, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? 
the TLC two or TLC one. Yes. yes. Those are actually the first wrestling matches I've watched in my entire life. And that's that's what gravitated me towards wrestling. Cause we had this old Hardy Boys DVD and it was full of all those matches. So it was really cool seeing all that. So that's that was def those are definitely my first um my first memories of watching wrestling. So it's they're very stuck in my mind. <laughs> and what's crazy that they topped every performance. They had one then they had a crazier one, then an even crazier one after that. So it's just, it's wild to think about. <laughs> and today, you know, you, you see wrestling, you know, it's getting a little more extreme. You know, you got some death matches and, and different kind of things going on. And I've talked to a couple of those uh, guys who participate in those kinds of matches. And a lot of them will tell me, hey, we don't do anything we're not comfortable doing, you know. And boy, on the outside looking in, you think, wow, that's pretty ballsy stuff it's very wild stuff i it's nothing that i would want to try that for now at least because it's just my my parents would not approve most definitely <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a wild wild genre of pro wrestling i'd say the deathmatch wrestling right right and not everybody's not everybody's on board with it you know it's uh i, I was talking to somebody the other day they they said well, if they're going to have a match like that on the card, it needs to be the last one because I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> you know, there's still stuff in the ring, you know, glass and, and tacks and, and things like that. In your area, Junior, who are, who are some of the people that are, uh, you know, like wrestling on the scene with you? Some, some people that we can keep an eye out for. Uh, most definitely the ones that aren't, that, that aren't known to the world too much yet. I'd say definitely guys like hot stepper McCray Martin. He's a guy who is, uh, my right beside me all the time. I'm right beside him as well. We're just always together wrestling on shows. So hot stepper McCray Martin, another few are Mark Wheeler. Who's another guy from Toronto. There is Von Vertigo. There's also a guy called Gabriel Fuerza. The I can name a whole list of 30 people, honestly, but there there's a lot of people that just need to get so much recognition because they're such phenomenal workers. But yeah, those are just a few of the guys that I just wish that I know are going to get more steam coming in the next few months, for sure. When you were recognized in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated in their top 500, what was your reaction to that? My initial reaction, I tend to react very mellow to certain things so when people come up to me saying oh my gosh look you're on this thing or something happened i react mainly just like stay calm don't do anything crazy and <laughs> and then it takes me a few weeks to let it settle in so when i got the actual magazine and i showed my parents they were very happy to see it and that kind of got me a little a little more like excited about it but um in my mind it's once i accomplish some type of accolade my main goal is what's the next thing I can do because I just want to move on because the wheel will keep turning no matter what. So I'm trying not to sit down and on this little accolade, so to speak. I'm just trying to keep it going, you know? <laughs> right, right. You don't want to rest on your laurels. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and but when but when something like this happens, uh, do you get the like the a, a satisfactory feeling like wow? all the hard work is paying off, you know, this is why I'm doing it, you know? Well, yeah, most definitely. But um, the, another thing I thought as well was I can, I can only get higher on the list from now, from here on out. That's the mission now to go even higher every year, pretty much. And on something like this, 
Do you find it or have you already experienced that an accolade like this opens some doors of opportunity? Have you got different bookings or you have uh, people reach out to you? Uh, thankfully, it has got me a little more interest in the United States area. So I'm hoping to, to take advantage of that and see what I can do there. But yet again, who knows what can happen? I'm trying to go any, everywhere and anywhere. I'd love to go to Mexico if I had the opportunity. I, uh, I went to London, England a few months prior earlier in the year. So that was really a wonderful experience. And I'm just trying to really go everywhere to explore every type of style to just get better. So hopefully, hopefully this helps me get more places. Yeah. What was your experience in, in England like? It was most definitely insane because over in the UK, when the fans drink, they are insane all night long. And it's incredible because <laughs> you, you've, you've seen the chance when you watch TV and it's UK, either football or wrestling, they get so creative with their chants. They'll chant about anything. If like popcorn flies into the crowd, they'll make a popcorn chant in like five seconds. It's great. So it's just it's great being a part of that environment. And it's super nice to see a different type of uh culture over there it's really cool in your career is there a a, a match I'm, I'm sure you've had several matches that that have stood out to you as like wow you know that was that was something else but you know when you think about that when somebody asks you that what comes to your mind is there was there a, a wrestler that maybe you've always wanted to wrestle and you had that opportunity or was there somebody you stepped in the ring with that that just you really felt that you had a good chemistry with i'll answer like it, those in two different parts okay. when for the first one i didn't know i actually had to go against this person but I, i'm so glad that i did because i learned so many things that's alex shelley i wrestled him a few months ago and he is in my opinion one of the smartest guys i've ever ever seen in the ring let alone been in the ring with him he's incredibly smart as to small details in in a match and small details on what to do to make the crowd react a certain way he is just in my opinion a genie in the ring and when it comes to um the second question where oh i forgot the second question it was uh, sorry the what question was, was uh, did you step in with somebody who who you felt like you had really good chemistry with oh yes um anthony green i went against him a few months prior in around may i believe or or April, and I just felt everything go so smoothly to a point where after the match, I just sat down, looked into the floor, and just asked myself, man, he is incredible. <laughs> like, how is he this good? And just, yeah, if I could give my props to anybody in the wrestling world as to how good they are, but just aren't that appreciated, it's definitely Anthony Green. He's one of the best guys I've stepped in the ring with, and he's just, he's a really wonderful guy to work with. There's a lot of really good wrestlers out there. And then, you know, then you, there's a couple names that will come to my mind. It's like, wow, you know, the guy's underrated, you know. And, you know, why do you think that might be, though, you know? And and for the gentleman that you just spoke about, too, why do you think that, you know, some wrestlers just don't get the recognition that, that maybe they deserve? Do you think is the sport oversaturated right now or are people not looking in the right direction what do you think it what do you think it is i honestly think that wrestling is in, in my opinion kind of like the lottery you never know when the spotlight's gonna hit you and whenever it does hits a, a certain person it, it shines on them super bright like as bright as the sun so in my opinion it's all gonna happen in due time so the spotlight's gonna shine on him and when it does 
he will shine as bright as the sun because I wouldn't want to say it's underrated. He just hasn't been, he hasn't been, um, no one has seen how good he is yet. And when, when he is seen, it, trust me, the world will, will rejoice because he is just incredible. <laughs> right. I just get amazed all the time that, you know, I, I meet wrestlers or I talk to wrestlers and, and I think, wow, man, you know, um, I, I came across a, a gentleman named uh, Alan Steele. I don't know if you you're familiar with him. Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with him? Yes, I, I have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That guy's been wrestling for a long, long time, and he's really, really good. He has not had a had a spot on major on major television, you know. Mm. But but I could I could pick any of his matches and just watch the heck out of them on YouTube. Yeah, I I think it's like I, I still think guys like him can have a, a shot to make it big because in my opinion, I look at situations like uh, James Ellsworth, even though it's like a really uh, out there uh, thing to look at. But he was in the business for 20 years and people probably never expected him to be on a stage that he ended up being on. So if a guy like him can end up being on the B television and like at that stage of his career, I think anybody can make it. It's all on just the timing and when it happens, honestly. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you, you know, you think, wow, you know, it's why, you know, why is everybody think this is so cool? Right. But that's with anything. It could, you know, why, why did you like that movie? You know, I, I didn't I didn't think it was as funny as you thought it was. But that's that that's the beauty of variety. Right. And the, thank goodness that we don't have everybody the same you know, everybody has the same style, the same look, you know, and that's that's what's so great about pro wrestling. Right. It's a gamut of whatever. It really is. It really is. <laughs> so when when you're not wrestling and, and you're you're maybe say, say at your house and, and you want to watch some wrestling, who, who are you going to turn on? it's honestly it's it's really hit or miss sometimes if i'm feeling a certain way i'd love to watch new japan i love watching some of okada some of okada's classics i love watching nakamura's classics as well uh and also another thing i love watching is um the the newer version of roman reigns i'm sure everyone has the same thing to say but he's found his niche so whenever i get to watch his stuff it's always a joy and um uh, watching early millennium as well so Shawn michaels's work is always great to watch um and yeah when it comes to wrestling it's, i'm very very open-minded to anything so i could i could keep babbling on about what i watch but i'd say i'll keep it to that honestly for now <laughs> all right very good and um when you uh when you're you're training and do you you often train do you how often do you train in in your in your school or or in your gym when it comes oh, to yeah. wrestling and wrestling with the the guys evil uno and and Stu? uh right now we have we have classes almost every day but uh we have advanced classes around twice a week and that's when i usually pop in but uh, it's really up to you. As many times you want to come in, you you come in as many times, and yeah, you just go with the flow. <laughs> and, and do you work with some of the the newer guys as well? Yes, yes, the newer guys that are a little more experienced. We we have we work many matches. We work many uh, different things. We're starting new things as well, and character work as well is something we started doing as well, which is great. 
it's very fun for us all. And, and, you know, in professional wrestling, you know, I would think that there's not a stopping point, right? You can grow as much as you want to in your character, in your, your ability or in your skill, right? Am I, am I right? You just keep on going, right? Yeah. Yeah. And especially wrestling too, in the sport in general, it's always evolving. So it's, it's something that keeps growing and keeps changing in different ways, which is such a great thing to see because that it's in a way it's like seeing a way that seeing that net wrestling's never going to die in some sense because it keeps evolving you know i'm i'm glad you brought that up because i've i like to talk about this you know um the evolving of a character you know if you watch somebody who's been in the business for a long time uh, jericho is a good one yeah. pco is a is a good one too who who has evolved over the years I yeah, mean, his age. I mean, wow, he's he's getting an incredible run right now, you know, and guys, 54 years old, you know, uh, very interesting. Um, I I talked to him recently and, and so but he but he's evolved. And so do your coaches and people that you're close to in your training circle, do they they talk to you about that? Like, you know. Where is where is this big boy character gonna go, and and how far can you make this run? You know. Yeah, the main thing that's mentioned is to not be scared to try new things because you never know when that one new thing could be the thing that catapults you to whatever stratosphere you can go to. So it's it's mainly just not being fearful of trying out new things. Right, and and that yeah yeah because who who would have ever thought that the 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 list or the scarf you know yeah exactly exactly you know it's 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 just amazing that you know you never know you never know what it could be right it's just it, yeah it, it could be a, a wooden mask and a spear right <laughs> yeah as long as you believe it as long as you believe in your own things then you got it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I like what PCO is doing right now, the French Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like anything in wrestling work, as long as you just you're committed to it a hundred and ten percent. It's really nice. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's a lot of fun. And I think that's one of the things that I like so much about it, right? Is like, I mean, what an escape. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about that bill that got stuck in, you know, and, I, and I'm just yeah. now discovering it. You know? <laughs> I'm not yeah. thinking about that stuff. I'm I'm thinking about what these guys are doing on my television set and, and you know, why am I enjoying it so much? So, yeah, that's the good thing about pro wrestling. Did you have an opportunity to wrestle like on AEW Dark? I did get the chance to wrestle on Dark Elevation, okay. but it was I didn't get to show off too much. It was more of just an enhancement match. I went against Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal, and with my tag partner, Dylan Davis, we had a great two-minute show. It was great. We got beaten up to a pulp, and yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. Seeing the crowd and everything was very nice for a first time. <laughs> When you're in in the ring with those gentlemen, the wrestlers at their where they're at in their career, right? And you're in there with two minutes. Are you picking anything up? Are you are you picking up timing? Are you picking up? I mean, what are you? Are you, I mean, is is it over before you know it? I mean, really, what? 
how beneficial is it? Is it? Uh, is it, it, it realize how the smallest moments that you have try to make the most of them. That's really it. Like uh, uh, my best moment of that entire outing was just me reacting to how big Satnam Sin was. He's like a seven three guy who used to play in the NBA. So when I saw him, I was just flabbergasted as to how tall he was. And people say that was my quote unquote moments of that match, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud to say because it's better to have one moment than none at all. So I'm I'm thankful I got a little moment there. And here's that that's probably the main thing I learned: just try to make your moments count, really. Right, because when you think about it. It really is that moment. You know, what do they they talk about all the time in WWE? My WrestleMania moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you think about some of this stuff that happens in wrestling. You know, it, it's, it, it could be anything. It, it could be uh, how he reacts, how he responds. It is, and it's just that that moment, right? It's just, wow. He's like, I would take you back to world class. The <laughs> moment when Terry Gordy closed the cage on Kerry Car- Von Eric's head at Christmas 1982, that was a moment. And that that moment gave those guys a three-year run. You know? So something like that, right? And, yeah. you know, they – I don't think they knew – the impact that that moment was going to have but that's what what we're talking about right something yeah. like that you know and then where there was a, i remember there was a moment um when chris adams and jimmy garvin were wrestling down there in texas and jimmy garvin was like avoiding chris adams and chris <laughs> adams showed up in the ring as the texas avenger nobody knew who he was right it's just a, we thought it was going to be a squash job and uh, he he super kicks Jimmy Garvin and and pins him right there in the middle of the ring, and then he takes his mask off and wow, you know it was stuff like that in wrestling that you know and you know that's the stuff that I like you know that's the stuff that you know and also too I'm sure you can take back to that uh, there's moments in that that ladder match that we were talking about earlier too. Yeah. Yeah. Countless moments in that match. That is the reason why I am where I am, pretty much. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Where can fans find you on social media? Where can you know if somebody wants to look you up, watch some of your matches, get in touch with you, follow you? How can they do that? Pretty much on any social media outlet. I'm Junior underscore Benito. And you'll find me there, which is pretty easy, thankfully. And then on YouTube, if you want to watch some of my work, just search up my name, Junior Benito, and you'll think and you'll find some some of my matches, which is pretty pretty easy to find. The name's not hard to forget, thankfully. So I'm hoping people remember. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm glad that you came on. I'm glad that we got to do this. I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you. It's been a great time. Hey man, thank you for having me. Honestly, it's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, man. And we'll be talking to you soon. You're listening to the Russellville podcast where wrestling lives. Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, the The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2.
Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, and Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories, including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Kerry Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives.